Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, tonight uh, we are going to be talking about astral projection and out-of-body experiences. Bum, bum, uh, bum. Green giant. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that's that's next week's topic. Green giant. Yep. All right. Um. Well, me and Eric talked about this subject um briefly through texting each other and getting each other's perspectives on this, and uh, we want you guys to chime in on this too. Um, it's kind of a controversial subject, especially. Um, for a Christian viewpoint. Um, and uh, so we want you guys to chime in. Uh, you can go into our chat room. You just scroll down to the bottom of the screen if you're listening on a computer and uh, you just hop in our chat there. Uh, you can call us 914-205-5558. Um, you can also use Skype to call in if you're on your computer as well. Um mm-hmm. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter, um, whether we're on air or not. That's usually where we're posting our updates for the show, as well as email us at paratruthradio at gmail.com. Now that we've got all that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it gets so, longer and longer every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how uh, was your Halloween? I saw that you had a nice little setup there. Oh, yeah, man. I had the uh, the the original Evil Dead. Some some yeah. people I think mis- mistook it for uh, being the new version. The I've never seen. Oh yeah, I've never seen the remake. Don't care to see it. I, I heard thought it, was, it wasn't that great. Yeah, I Compared heard it was to the original one. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Jane Levy played the main character in there, and I'm not a fan of Jane Levy. Um, oh. Uh, but yeah, so the original version. That movie, I mean, for as cheesy as it is, like, in regards to makeup, it's still rather frightening, you know? Yeah. Um, well, th- those three, the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness, uh, oh, who yeah. Bruce Campbell, the the main character, um, who has been in a bunch of other things um, since, but he's got one of those distinct faces that you know it's him. Because of the yeah. army of darkness and evil oh, dead yeah. and all. You know, I was thinking about it the other day, too, while I was watching the movie. Because it's been a long time since I've seen the original Evil Dead. Army of Darkness is on all the time. Um, yeah. But I haven't seen the original in a while. And I was watching it, and I'm like, my goodness. How is it that the other two films became comedies? <laughs> like yeah. horror comedies. And this one is just straight up frightening. You know, like real horror. Which yeah. is fine, because I love the comedy aspect to it, too, um, in the other two movies. But, you know, just like any film, they're never as good as the first installment, you know? Well, yeah. And um, when they do the remakes, they end up botching the heck out of them. Like, uh, I saw the remake of, uh, what, what was it called? Total Recall. Mm-hmm. Great remake. It was it was not a bad movie, but if you saw the original recall that was made in the late eighties, early nineties, whatever it was, um 
completely different storyline than the original, and I was really upset that they strayed so far off of it. Yeah. Well, and uh, well, the Wolfman is another one, which I really enjoyed the remake, and I haven't seen the old one in a really long time, so I can't really remember exactly. There's bits and parts, at least, in the new version that are very similar mm-hmm. to the old. Um, but that was one that I thought was well done well. Um, I know there's other people out there who would disagree, but uh, I liked it myself. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Halloween was well. Yeah. I got two pounds of candy. Nobody came by. So. Oh, that was supposed to be for giving away? I thought you were going to eat it all. <laughs> no, well, but the three big bars were mine, and then the rest was Oh, yeah, away. I figured. <laughs> and literally, one person showed up, and I didn't get to the door in time. Okay. <laughs> and then my sister's like, do you have your light on? Like your, you know, your, your whatever your light. I'm like, I don't have a light. I come yeah. home yesterday and I look up. There's a freaking light there. I don't think I had it. On. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! What the heck? I didn't even know that. It's like two feet away from my door. I'm like, how am I even supposed to know that's there? Jeez. <laughs> anyway, how was yours? Uh, pretty good. I walked with the kids. Um. Cameron and or Kayla and Caden at least Cameron was with his girlfriend doing their thing and they made out like bandits like they do every year even without being in the uh the apartment complex this year they they've got like at least three buckets each of candy and they had some pretty big buckets so nice nice did you dress up no I didn't uh I think it, it was just school and didn't really have the money to buy a costume but yeah yeah i understand i dressed up as a lazy version of me <laughs> <laughs> which is very common for me to do but hey i'm just one of those role-playing type of guys i guess that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even think of that i was a Pseudo dad walking down the street with his kids. Like that. <laughs> there you go. Um, All right. Anyway, oh. yeah. Astral projection and out of body experiences. Um, needless to say, you and I disagree quite a bit on this topic, I think. Um, well, yeah. Um, and for those <laughs> of you that are familiar with it, astral projection and out of body experiences are basically the same thing except out of body experiences is usually more associated with people who um flatline on the operating table or they die before they get to the hospital and they start having uh they supposedly see what's going on and all that astral projection is more along the lines of the astral plane, if anybody knows what that is, and being able to project yourself onto that plane. Um, So for those of you that haven't heard of it, that's the basic rundown of it. Those of you who have heard of it are probably pretty knowledgeable about it. Um, It's one of those topics that is kind of um, taboo, especially um, as Eric would uh, contest to the Christian side of it um, that it's just not possible when it comes to the scriptures. 
Um, we did have one guest who was on our old show on Blog Talk Radio who supposedly uh, had been able to project herself onto the astral plane and help people, um, and she had supposedly seen evidence of this through uh, news broadcasts that had similar circumstances to what she saw in on the astral plane. Um, excuse me. Um, so... Yeah, Eric and I, this is one of those topics where this is going to be a good debate for for everybody to chime in on as well. Um, So um, why don't they, why don't you give them your, your perspective on it? Uh, I don't know if that's the easiest way to go. (laughs) I mean, seriously, I think it might be easier just to start discuss, they should start a discussion and just go from there and then bring in arguments as we go. Um, Okay. As opposed to, you know, giving my whole side and then letting you well, give your whole side like we normally do. Yeah, right. But, um, <clears throat> all right. So, yeah, this is a, <laughs> this is a crazy uh, topic that we've actually come across. And it's weird because I was actually having this conversation with someone uh, a, a few weeks ago before Justin and I started. It's what got me at like talking to Justin right. and him, his right. particular view on it as well. Um, and the whole idea of one being able to say, remove their soul from their body and move into the spiritual realm, if you will, to do whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's um, like Justin just said, helping out somebody else, you know, in the spiritual realm or in some way, or uh, talking to you know angels or, you know, human spirits or whatever, um, just logically in and of itself doesn't seem even plausible by any means. Um, even the whole idea of near-death experiences, and I'm going to take this one a little differently because near-death experiences could go one of two ways. Either A, it's just, uh, I don't know a better way to put it, but it's an issue with the mind itself where a certain part of the mind is either turned off or triggered, which gives you the idea or feeling of being removed from your body, um, similar to a dream. How many dreams do we have a night? Many of them we don't know. You know, we, we wake up, we completely forget about them. But there's other times where we're in this dream and we feel as if we're really there. It's really happening. We're wide awake. And then we wake up and we're like, wait a second. I thought I was up already. You know, and I don't know about you, but I've had those kind of dreams numerous times. Yeah. Um, uh, the other side of it, though, in regards to near-death experiences, is that God really does intervene. And it's not so much taking you or the spirit to heaven, per se, um, but maybe God sending you a vision in which to speak to you, which we've seen in the Bible numerous times. God talking to his prophets, uh, showing them visions and dreams and so on and so forth. And they talk about uh, seeing God on his throne you know, and this whole imagery of God and the angels, the seraphim on the sides of them, of him, um, and like the, the rainbow uh, floor, the glass floor that looks like rainbow and so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> and to say that they're really in heaven, that's something we can't be 100% confident about. We can't really say that. Um, but it's very possible that God give them images um of heaven, you know, if you, are you following me on this? 
Yeah, I I see what you're saying, and this is where I was kind of getting confused when we were talking about it because um, we were talking about out of body experiences in general, like being able to project yourself on the astral plane. And then I was trying to get your aspect of like near death experiences, whether like there are accounts of people who don't go, don't see the heaven side of it. They stay here and see things that are happening Mm -hmm. to them while they're Mm -hmm. on the operating table or, um, they die before they get to the hospital or I should say a physical death in this, in the sense of their heart stops and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. And they see things that there could, they couldn't have seen because they weren't conscious. Um, Well, let me, all right, let me put it this way real quick for you. Um, Or just think of this, I guess. Um, All right. Say you, have, all right. Have you ever had a dream where you've been able to see yourself almost in like the second or third person? Um, yeah, I've seen. I've done that. That's usually where most of my dreams happen. It's not from a first person. It's from a third person perspective. Okay. So. Okay. So from a third person, if you're looking at yourself, I mean, you can you can say or claim that you are out of body and you're watching your body do something else, right? Mm. Like that's just an argument that one could make. If you're having a, a dream in the third person, you're like, oh yeah, I saw myself over here. I wasn't really in my body because my soul or my spirit was watching what I was, my body was doing or whatever, you know, something like that. Um, and I know the majority of out-of-body experiences is when someone is sleeping or someone is, uh, has died or something like that. But statistically speaking, I've heard this claimed numerous times and I've read about it. Um, and this is a little gross but when someone gets their head chopped off all right someone's beheaded it is claimed that the body the mind the imagery continues to live and work for 10 seconds before it shuts down so when you're yeah, the brain doesn't have time to process that it's been severed exactly so with that being said how many people or I mean, and this is, uh, I know it's reality, but we see it in movies a lot. People die with their eyes open, if their eyes are open. So it's possible that these people might do actually die, and then for those 10 seconds, they see things that are going on around them. Um, but then it's cut off, and then they're revived, and it seems as if those 10 seconds expanded however many minutes or hours or so on and so forth. We also don't know just quite exactly what the mind is capable of uh, after death either. Um, for all we know, the brain may work on may work a lot longer, you know, than those uh, right. whatever. Um, also, it's possible that the the heartbeat can become so faint that technology can't doesn't respond to it anymore. You're still that physically is very alive, possible. you know. Yeah. We that person could still be very physically alive and have dream because their mind is in that sense in that sentry mode now their their uh pulse is so low that their brain is doing something that it normally typically wouldn't do it wakes up another sensory that makes one feel as if they're in another plane or somewhere else you know and like looking down on themselves it's, it's just a dream in it in essence um and that's just my argument for that i mean oh yeah well 
And I completely 100% agree that that's a possibility as to what happens. Um, before we go any further, because we do have a uh, guest calling in, um, I think we'll take a break. So that way, because I do have other things to add to it, but I 100% agree with you that it could possibly be that perspective mm-hmm. um, that we we somehow dream it or or, or see it um, and we think we're out of our body, but we're really not if our eyes are open. Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing. I, I completely 100% agree that, that that could be one of the possibilities of what happens there. Um, but we'll take a quick break, folks. Um, you're listening to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, area code 561, just hold in there for just a few minutes, and uh, we will get you on air. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. This is Bill Hall, author of the book, The World's Most Haunted House, and you're listening to Paratruth Radio. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. (sighs) Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of a dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Are you ready? Are you prepared? What if some cataclysmic event shook your every foundation? Would you and your family know what to do? My name is Jacqueline Druga, host of the Apocalypse Dennis Show. Join me every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Prepper Broadcasting Network. Prepperbroadcasting.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We're there for your survival needs. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we are talking about uh, astral projection and out-of-body experiences. And uh, we have a caller, um, area code 561, you're on air. Who are we talking to? Hi, this is Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Jerry. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. So uh, do you want to chime in on this? Sure, sure. Um, I... uh, 
actually have personal experience uh, regarding this. And then I also wanted to do a little commentary. Um, okay. I had actually had emailed uh, one of you about this before. And, uh, well, this is what happened to me. Um, when I was 18 or 19, um, and I was living for the Lord, and uh, I had received Jesus about three, two or three years prior to that, um, I was either falling asleep or... Um, in a very in a very light sleep mode, and the next thing you know, I felt like an evil presence like hover over me, and I I became startled and scared, and then um, I had sat bolt upright, and I had one of these lamps um, that um, were it's kind of unusual. It's one of those lamps that it's metal. And uh, my dad had given me uh, a device in which you don't have to, you know, turn the switch uh, on or off. You could just uh, place your hand or any part of your body um, on the lamp, uh, on the metal part, and it would uh, turn on to three different settings. And I was startled, and so I sat pulled upright, and then I kept touching the lamp, and it wouldn't turn on. And I thought, gosh, what is wrong with this lamp? There is something wrong with this lamp. It's defective, right? And then, um, you know, I'm an only child. I mean, I have a stepbrother, but I wasn't raised with him. Um, and so, you know, I reverted back to when I was a little kid, you know, when I was scared, I would I'd run over to my dad's room and sleep in the uh, adjacent bed uh, across the room from him. So he, he actually uh, was down the hall for me. So I thought, well, I'm going to go to my dad's room and sleep in the adjacent bed. Um, so I decided I walked out my door, and then I thought, "Huh, this is weird. Why is my head touching the ceiling? Why am I floating? Why is my head touching the ceiling? And it was not a dream. Um, and I definitely know the difference, uh, believe me. Um, and so I, all of a sudden, you know, I was floating down the hallway. Uh, boom, I was back in my body. And then... And then at that point, uh, I had sat bolt upright, touched the lamp with my corporeal fingers, and boom, it, it turned on. Um, and I know that uh, one of you has responded, well, are, are you sure it was not a dream? And, and all I can say is I've had very, very lifelike, intense, and real dreams, and it was it was not a dream. Um like you said, like you both were talking about, you know, you wake up a dr- from a dream and you thought, oh, my gosh, did that happen? Was that real? No, it wasn't. I was sleeping. I definitely could tell the difference. Um, and my little commentary is this. When a person has an out-of-body experience, uh, oh, by the way, I would have wanted to share a little asterisk. I was definitely not into astral projection. I had not studied it. I didn't desire to go, come out of my body or anything the only analogy that I could think of while praying about this was God showed me that, okay, you're sitting in your house or your apartment. Somebody, you know, you get a knock on the door, you open the door, someone takes you by the scruff of your neck, and then and then pulls you outside, okay? Well, you didn't go voluntarily. You are outside your body, so to speak. And uh, so you're, I was outside of the house of my body, if that makes any sense. I did not go there voluntarily. Um, and uh, there's, I believe that when a person has an out-of-body experience, it's one of three things. It could be organic. It could be completely um, organic.
processes, I, you know, which I completely, you know, understand about what you said, Eric. Mm-hmm. And and so it could be it could be very well an organic mental process, you know, when people have an out of body experience or near death experience, NDE, and what have you. So it could be number one, it could be organic. Number two, it could be a false spiritual experience. Why why I say false is that just like there are uh, false religions in such that don't preach, don't teach about Jesus as being God, Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, Jesus, uh, and raising on the third day again. There could be also false spiritual experiences that lead a person down a pathway away from God. So I believe that one lady, uh, without any judgment towards her, that one lady who actively participated in astral projection and such that she floated outside her body uh, and tried to help other people, you know, on a spiritual plane. That sounds benign, but you know, I believe it's a false spiritual experience, and that it, that ability to do that, I believe, is from the enemy. Somehow, some way, she studied something. She opened herself up to the the door of the demonic, and she willingly, you know, decided, you know, somehow a spirit enabled her, just just like the analogy of somebody yanking you outside your house, somebody took her from her her spiritual house, or her physical house, rather, into the spiritual plane. Um, And and a lot of people who do, you know, practice out-of-body and astral projection, they somehow see different, quote-unquote, spirit guides, quote-unquote, angels that tell them false things that um, make them believe anti-biblical. Um, so, okay, so that's the number two. Uh, so it's either organic, false, or number three, it could be a true spiritual experience. And the reason why I say that is because John the Revelator, um, he was taken out of his body because in, in the Revelation he says, I don't know whether I was in my body or in my spiritual body. Um, but then that's when, like you guys were talking about, that's when he saw, or that's what Eric was talking about, that's when he saw, you know, the visions of the apocalypse and the future, you know, the rapture, tribulation, great white throne judgment, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, or it could be a true spiritual experience. I believe the little boy, Colton Burpo, who, um, whose spiritual experiences, who's out of body experiences, or actually, no, he was, he was in his body, somehow... It's kind of like if you if you watch a stage play, um, and you 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 know you see the the people you know acting and what have you um, in front of the curtain, but you don't know what's going on behind the curtain. So I believe for Colton, Burpo, and you know many others that have had a true spiritual experience that somehow Jesus God opened up the curtain to see behind the veil of this dimension, to see interdimensionally into heaven and, and, and into seeing Jesus and seeing angels, etc. So I believe that he had a true spiritual experience. I could be wrong, but, and of course, you know, there's no barometer that we know of that, you know, true or it's false. It's just the, the only barometer we have is scripture. You know, did he, did what he say lines up with scripture? I believe it does. Um, what he was saying was that there's, you know, Jesus and there were heavenly angels around um, his his father while he was preaching and and also he saw things that that he could not have known otherwise because he was in a car uh, uh, he flatlined uh, or or either, either he flatlined or he, he was out he was comatose uh, because of this uh, almost devastating car accident and he saw his father like miles away you know in in another part of of the hospital you know like almost cursing God and getting upset at God for almost taking his for taking his son whom he thought you know, uh, was going to die. And they were amazed that Colton uh, knew that his mother 
uh, had a stillborn baby girl. They, they did not tell Colton that. And so it was an amazing movie, amazing book I read. Anyway, that's just my two cents worth. I appreciate you guys and you know, what you're talking about and everything. So anyway, that's just my two cents worth. All right. <laughs> well, thank, All right, you for, thank you for calling yeah. in. Thank you, guys. All right. So touch to touch base on Glee, what uh, what Jerry was saying, and a little bit about um, what Eric said before the break. Um, I, I believe a little bit um, differently about both astral projection and uh, near death experiences. Um, there was a guest that. Uh, my friend had on her show years ago, he was a PhD doctor who was doing studies on um, termini- terminally ill patients who were basically signing waivers for him to do research. And um, these people had out-of-body experiences, and when they were re- revived, were telling him of things that were happening in another room um objects that were like a coin that was on top of a um bookcase or closet or something of that nature that um they had couldn't have seen before because it was placed to, to where nobody would be able to see it um and as far as like seeing yourself i could see where us dreaming or our eyes being open and seeing those things and the mind just kind of interpreting what's going on. And then you're thinking you're seeing yourself on the table with all this stuff happening. Um, But when it comes to they're seeing stuff in another room or they're seeing stuff that's on top of something that they couldn't have possibly seen before, that's where I'm having the disagreement as far as the near death experiences are concerned. Um, is that really what's happening? Are we just dreaming? I don't know, but these people are re um basically retelling a story that happened in the next room that they couldn't have known or seen prior to during or after they were revived. And these people attest that that was actually what happened. Again, those people could have just been planted there as well for the research. I don't know. I don't know if that's what happened or didn't happen, but that's what people have claimed to have happened. And I have heard several stories of that before. Um, for the astral projection part of it, um, for those of you that know about quantum physics and the paranormal probably know about the multiverse theory eric are you familiar with the multiverse theory i am not okay well basically what what the multiverse theory is is that we we're not just there's not just one universe there's multiple universes and we're basically bubbles that kind of coexist and um, cohabitate, and sometimes those realms clash. Sometimes people say that they can um, 
get onto the astral plane, which is another uh, one of these still there? verses. No. Yeah, I'm here. Or am I still there? <laughs> yeah, you're here. <laughs> um, uh-oh. Now I lost you. Okay. Well, we'll wait for Eric to get back. Um, but uh, basically, that's what the multiverse theory is. And um, I'll wait for him to get back to go more into it in a second here. Um, so for those of you that are listening in, um, definitely want to hear your opinion on it. Um, for some reason, it won't. There's Eric. Sad, buddy. Okay, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if it was you or me. I was like, uh, "Hello, what's going on? Is that you or is it me?" I was gonna oh, continue. I... Yeah, I was about to. Just, I was like, ah, "Maybe I should just keep talking," but I forgot you're on the thing <laughs> anyway. So if you lost it, the whole show's gone. Well, that's why I waited for you to get back to continue what I was saying. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, people um, who talk about astral projection and talk about um, traveling the astral plane, um, the astral plane is just one of those multiverses, or maybe somewhere in between, who knows. Um, and heaven, hell, those are also realms that are just kind of co- cohabitating with our universe. Um, and for me, to believe that God couldn't do this, create multiple universes, um, and for us, a way for us to travel to these other universes is kind of like you say about um, extraterrestrials and him creating other life on other worlds. To limit my mind to that would be limiting his power as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is it we're traveling to heaven or hell? Are we being guided by the devil or a demon? Just on all of this, nobody can say for sure. It's all speculation. And people out there listening, and I can't get our freaking number um, to pop up. Since you left, let me see if I can find the number. Because I want people to chime in on this. Either in our chat room, if you guys have Skype, you can call us with your Skype. um, Or call in 914-205-5558. And um, I want to hear your guys' opinions on this. And we'll get Eric's um, rebuttal on on that here, too. So what do you think on all that, Eric? Um, Well... Uh, it's interesting that we call these theories, you know. Um, <clears throat> I guess the biggest question is where are these theories coming from? I mean, you look around, you see all the evidence, and to suggest that there's more than one universe that we're in is just really, you know, you're really reaching. Um, and I think most of the, the reason that people come up with these theories, this multi-universe thing and so on and so forth, or what do you call it, multiverse or Multiverse theory, yeah. Multiverse, okay, the multiverse theory. I think the reason a lot of people come up with these things is just so they have something to talk about. Because let's face it, in the end, we all, well, we don't know exactly, but we do have an idea that our universe, the one that we're in, is way bigger than anything we're capable of bringing to the table. We can't reach the end of our universe by any means, um, yeah. anytime soon, at least. Um 
So to go out and say, well, there's a number of different universes and like these little bubbles or whatever all over the place, it's just really going far. You start to get into uh, uh, the fictional type stuff or not, whatever it is. Which, which one's the fake type of book? I don't even know. <laughs> science fiction. So, well, well, that's not what exactly what I meant, but we'll go with that. You know, science fiction type stuff and so on and so forth. Well, fiction um, in general is yeah, not it's fiction. It's not fact, you know, it's just something that you're making up off the top of your head. Uh, and, and I know I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I know that people out there who know me or who know my, you know, my beliefs would probably say the same thing to me. How can we possibly believe in a God uh, or in the, the God that I believe in, in the Lord? How can we possibly believe in him if we don't see him? We can't reach him. We can't do this. We can't do that. But the truth is we do see him and we can reach him and we can reach him through Christ. You know, the Bible tells us that we can pray to him and he will intervene and talk with us to speak with us. Maybe not in ways that we think, you know, the way that we think is speaking like we're doing right now, but in other ways, God can and will speak to us. Uh, and the Bible says, look around. The fact that there's life here and for as uh, intricate as life is goes to prove that there is uh, a God and that there's a certain kind of design um, uh, like a certain kind of design within nature itself to prove that God exists. And for those people who think like, oh, well, you know, man came from a fish at one point or everything came from a tiny organism. If that's the case, then there should be nothing but humans if that's the way life evolved. Because if everything evolved from one little tiny organism, that organism couldn't have possibly evolved into multiple creatures. It would have, over time, evolved into one creature it would have always been the same um <clears throat> and it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever so i'm not you know I, i'm not ignorant to the fact that people will bring the same claim against me saying it's impossible to prove god because scientifically though if you look into creationism you can prove god on a scientific level for those people who don't have that type of faith it's going to be much more difficult for them to see it they'll be blind to it regardless um, but to get back to this whole multi-universe thing or multiverse, it, yeah, I believe there are in a sense different ver uh, universes in the fact that we are in a human universe, that of which is earth and space and so on and so forth. But then there's a universe of God himself, you know, which is heaven. And the Bible talks about, uh, three heavens. The first heaven being, uh, the first heaven, if I'm, remember correctly in my theology uh <laughs> it's been a long time since i've looked into that particular section of my theology book um but the very first one is space i believe and then there's the domain of the angels and then there's the third heaven which is god's throne so there's three levels of the heavens and outer space is considered heaven it is a heaven according to the bible and according to theology so there's three levels of heaven and we can never reach that third level, which is God's throne, unless God brings us there. And we've seen him in the Bible. He he brought a uh, he brought a Enoch uh, to heaven, and it appears he was brought there uh, in a physical manner. Uh, same with Isaiah. He never Isaiah never met a physical death. A uh, whirlwind came down and swept him up and took him to heaven. The Bible says, and that's that. Um, but both of those times, 
were God intervening in some way. Even when man tried to reach heaven in regards to Abraham uh, after the flood, Abraham and uh, after so many years of people in the population rising again, they decided to build the Tower of Babel. And that tower was meant to reach God, basically. And when God saw that, he decided to mess up their language, get them speaking a bunch of different languages, and then scatter them throughout the earth. Uh, and that was just one way of God saying, like, hey, man can't come to me, but I can come to them. And that's when he sent, eventually sent Jesus Christ. It was just another uh, symbolic means of what was yet to come. Uh, and I know this is going – This see, I rabbit trail a lot, a lot. <clears throat> I rabbit, rabbit trailed right off our typical – our normal topic here today. So we'll, we'll go back to the topic. Um, yeah, anyway, in regards to the whole multi-verse thing, I, uh, I don't know. I can't – obviously, I would say, yeah, I believe in it, but only in a spiritual asset as, or setting as opposed to the actual physical, like, numerous universes of different planets or alien life or whatever. Right. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the topic of – God can be scientifically proven, and I will touch base on that. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, folks. Um, you're listening to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but I want you guys to call in uh, 914-205-5558. Uh, join us in our chat or hit that Skype button as well. Um, I want to hear your guys' views on this. Uh, we got Jerry's view. I would like to hear other people's view, uh, but we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, sublimely elegant here as always, and you are listening to Paratruth Radio. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every four children in America. And I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow! Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course! Catchy! I like it. Okay, River! Dude... How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Cool. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, oak tree? Stop. Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think he would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. 
Squirrel. Has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, everybody. Sublimely Elegant here, as always. And guess what? I know you. Well, no, we've never met, but I do know you. I know you love Minecraft. I know you love the internet. Now, I also happen to know you love colorful language. So instead of moping around all day, why don't you head on over to my channel and satiate your deepest needs? YouTube.com forward slash Sublimely Elegant. Alright folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name's Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we've been talking on astral projection and out-of-body or near-death experiences. Um, and I want you guys, again, I want you guys to chime in on this. So uh, just give us a call, 914-205-5558. You can hop into our chat room, uh, or you can hit the Skype button on the uh episode page there and uh, call in that way. Um, now, Eric had just um, talked about uh, God being proven through uh, science, and um, the people that came up with the quantum, or the multiverse theory, uh, quantum um, physics uh, physicians or physicists, quantum physicists, um, also say God can be proven because there is no way for all of this to happen without something else being a catalyst. Um, so those same people that came up with the multiverse theory um, also claim that as well. Now, is that to say that the multiverse theory is factual or true? No, we can't look into multi multiple uh dimensions or multiple universes um but um what the theory basically says is kind of like um did you ever see the movie the one uh yeah i think so sounds very familiar um, it was a while well, ago if i did yeah it was uh jet lee okay that's what i thought it was yeah i've seen it and well, it's basically kind of that concept. Each time we make a decision, there's multiple decisions we can make. Um, but when we decide to take that one that we choose, the the universe or multiverse, another universe is created because we could have went a completely different route than what we did, and our lives would have been completely changed and different than what they are right now. Um, so that that's where the multiverse theory kind of goes is um, not just that God created these multiverses, but it's because of multiple decisions being given to us and we choose one. So that's why we stay on this plane or this universe compared to going to one of the other universes where something would have been completely different. So, and again, it's the astral plane and the astral projection. Maybe we're, we're just hallucinating. Maybe we're dreaming when that happens. Nobody knows. Maybe we're going on to another plane. Um, 
I completely get and understand that through scripture, it says we cannot leave our bodies until we are dead. Um, and er I had touched base with this on air or with Eric when we were talking uh, before we did the show. And um, when people say when they do astral projection, they are still attached their, to their body through an ethereal cord, similar to an umbilical cord, but on a, on a different level. Um, and um, that kind of contradicts what the Bible has to say. And I completely understand that, but the way I'm believing it is if God created these multiple universes for whatever reason, um, I think he would want us to explore those universes. Um, again, that's just my particular opinion. Um, and Eric and I have debated about this a lot, even before the show, obviously. So you guys are getting actually some fresh stuff because we're touching base on, on stuff that we didn't even talk about um, personally together. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's where I stand on the whole astral projection side of it. Well, <clears throat> of course, I'm going to disagree with some of these things. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I now, mean, mind you, we only have ten minutes, man. We I have know. 10 I know. That's that's why I'm, that's why I'm thinking. I'm trying to shorten it as best I can. <laughs> all right. So this whole multi-universe thing, multi-universe thing. You you just said if God created this multi-universe thing, He would have given us some way to be able to explore these universes. If that was the case, why not just give us wings and the ability to breathe in space? Because he very well could have done that. But he chose not he could have. The Bible says do not participate in divination, which is exactly what astral production is. Uh, do not practice in any other type of occult-type activity, which is anything in regards to contacting spirits within or contacting anything within the spiritual realm other than Jesus himself um, or God himself through Jesus. Uh, do not speak with demons, do not associate with demons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So to think that God tells us to stay away from divination, whatever the word is, divination, um, and then, but yet we're able to participate in it and explore these other worlds, um, kind of contradicts what God is telling us. In regards to people who claim to have seen God or God has spoke to them, it, it's something that has to be it has to be taken very seriously too because there's a lot of people out there who claim that God has spoken to them and I'm not saying he didn't speak to them but a lot of people say that God told me to say this to this person or this to that person like I had this vision and now I'm here um, the Bible says that eventually visions prophecies so on and so forth will disappear and that time would be right around now um, prophecy there's no need for prophecy anymore because the Bible is already filled with the prophecy that we need to know and the scripture says that what is in the Bible is all we need to know. Everything else will be found out when we die, basically. And that's just a quick rundown of what scriptures tell us. Um, so just think, like, like you think of the prophets in the Old Testament. Every time they spoke something that came from God, or every time we see God speaking to someone, 
God says, tell them that the Lord your God says, or the God of Abraham says. And every time these prophets go to someone, they say, the Lord said, the Lord your God says this. They always, you always find the example of God saying, you know, tell people a specific way. Tell them that the Lord your God says this or does this and so on and so forth. And we see nowadays that doesn't happen. People say, oh, God told me something. He said blah, 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 blah. But they never come out and say, oh, God said this is what the Lord says. And the Old Testament and the New Testament, too, is very, they're very, very specific uh, and being accurate as to what God was telling them. Um, and so we have to take great precaution when people claim to have these out-of-body experiences and witnessing things that may or may not have really happened. And maybe it did happen. You remember when you and I, back in 2009, we were sitting in my basement doing the whole meditation thing uh, mm. that your friend gave us. I'm not going to mention names just because I'm learning a lot in yeah. school of what to say and what not to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... <clears throat> and we That's why I there. said my friend had a radio show who had a guest, and I didn't right. mention any of that. We were, we were sitting there, and afterwards, and my eyes were closed because that was part of the meditation. We are clearing our chakras, or whatever. And this, ladies and gentlemen, was before I became saved officially. I didn't know God at this point. But after the whole meditation, I turned to you and I said, and maybe you remember, maybe you don't, I said that I saw what I perceived to be Michael the Archangel on the side of me fighting demons in my basement. And yeah, I also I said that, and I also said that I was certain of an angel sitting behind me, leaning up against me, that I was able to lean mm-hmm. back and not fall over. My eyes are closed, and yet I saw these things. But by no means am I saying I had an out-of-body experience. It very well could have been angels that were there. There could have been an angel sitting behind me. There could have been an angel to the left of me. It also could have been the vision that God sent me at that particular moment, having me perceive a figurative you know, image of what was really happening, uh, that there were angels fighting for me, that God was fighting for me, you know, and he was sending it to me in the way that I would understand. And, of course, now I could say that because I've learned a lot about the scriptures and I've studied a lot. Uh, but back then, of course, it was just, I didn't know what it was. I can't explain. I mean, even to this day, I can't fully explain it because it was something that was has never happened before. Mm. In a sense, I think people who uh, believe in astral projection or out of body experiences might tell me that, yeah, I had an out of body experience. But I'm not going to sit here, sit here and say that I did because I don't believe I did. I just God gave us a soul, and I think in order for us to live and breathe, that soul has to be in us. And I know. There's so many views, and like you just said, if we do have an out-of-body experience, our soul is still connected to us, which is fine. But it just doesn't make sense logically whatsoever. God gave us a soul, and the scripture says that we belong to him. Our souls are his, Um, which is why when we die, our spirit goes straight to him. Our soul goes straight to him when we die because we are connected to him. Every single person, whether you believe in him or not, is connected to God in some way. And our souls do not belong to us. They're only in our body, or don't, they don't belong to our body, per se, um, because mm. our bodies are really not ours. We are the soul. Um, and so if we were to leave the body, the body would cease to exist. Uh, scripture says that God breathed the uh, 
a spirit of life into us. And that's in Genesis chapter 2, I believe. Um, it is, chap- chapter 2, <clears throat> uh, verse 7. Uh, and there's like a number of different, you all know how many translations there are of Scripture. This one in particular is the ESV version, and it says the breath of life. Um, and it says, then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living creature. And that breath of life has been translated, translated to spirit as well, uh, which also translates to soul. Uh, so we have to have a soul within our bodies in order to live. And to think that we're able to walk out in amongst the spiritual realm just doesn't make sense. Um, but real quick, I'm going to just, to go like off this, the uh, spiritual side of things, I'm going to give more of a, I, I don't know, like a scientific aspect to this whole out-of-body experience. I told you a few weeks ago that there was this article I came across about some scientists who did an experiment on a woman who claimed to uh, uh, do the astral projection thing at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just going to, like, go through this real quick. Just kinda, I'm just going to scan things and say things that are somewhat important. Um, <clears throat> so this woman was put into an MRI machine, and she ended up doing this whole out-of-body experience thing. And what the MRI ended up showing was a strong deactivation of the visual cortex. And I'm going to re- I'm reading this straight from this particular source here. Uh, while activating the left side of several areas associated with, associated with kin- uh, kinesthetic imagery, which includes mental imagery of bodily movement, this is part of the brain that makes it possible for us to interact with the world. It's what makes you feel where your body is in relation to the world. Now, it goes on to say that these out-of-body experiences can be induced by brain traumas, sensory deprivation, near-death experiences, uh, psychedelic drugs, dehydration. Uh, It's like a lot of people, you know, they'll claim to see water or hallucinate when they're in the desert or something like that, and they're just completely dehydrated. Because once dehydration kicks in, you start seeing things, you know. Uh, same thing with sleep. We we know that if uh, there's been tests that prove that if you stay awake, like literally no sleep whatsoever for four days, your mind starts making you see things that aren't really there. You know, you start just hallucinating. All right. Um, well, not to cut you off, but we're almost out of time here. Um, all right. What's next so week's topic? Next week we have on Bill Scott. Okay. Um, so we can we can yes touch base yeah. on this on another day um, <laughs> yeah. folks this has been Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio my name is Justin and I'm Eric we'll see you guys next week peace
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.